Hey y'all, I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kapomo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Healthcare Boulevard, how y'all doing, audience? I am back on the mic. And just a quick warning, this my, this is likely going to be my last uh, episode for the year. And I probably won't be back till maybe in January, early February, until I figure everything out. But um, I appreciate you guys who have been here. I am here with an interview with uh, one of my friends. Um, uh, And I'm excited to get into it. One of the last episodes I did was about financing your education in healthcare. And that's very close to me. And I wanted to sort of show you guys an example of somebody who's doing that, especially past bachelor's degree. You already know my story about how I pay for my undergrad. Um, But I tell you, I did take my loan for PA school. So I want to show you all a better example (laughs) of uh, how to do that. So let me start cha- stop chatting and uh, invite him. Frank, how you doing, Mr. Money? Hey, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, yes, it is very true. His last name is Money. I made a lot of jokes about that when we first met. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's soon to be Dr. Money and just create all the jokes in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's heard it all. Um but uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I actually haven't seen Frank. We haven't seen each other for like two or three years, but we recently reconnected over the weekend. And thank you for, you know, traveling out here. It was very nice seeing you. <laughs> it was my pleasure. I, I um, missed you, so I was happy to be there. Oh, oh good. Um, so let, let's dive into it. I'm going to have you introduce yourself because okay. I can talk on and on. You know me. I'm going to have mm-hmm. you introduce yourself and we'll get started. So, hello everybody. My name is Frank Money. Um, I am originally from Cameroon in West Africa, and um, I now live in the U.S. in uh, Pennsylvania, and I'm a second-year medical student at Geisinger Commonwealth School of Medicine, and that's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Give us, let, let, I'm going to sort of divide it into different steps, right? So clearly, okay. you're in that means you already had a, bas- a bachelor's degree. And mm-hmm. this is, even though you do have a master's degree, that's not a step that's required for medical school. Correct. So let's take it one step at a time. We're going to do it in three steps. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your undergrad journey and how did you pay for that? Let's start with the journey. First. Okay. We'll dive into how you pay for it. Yeah, 100%. So my journey to under to undergrad was very similar to yours, I believe. And, you know, for whoever has been listening to the podcast, you know, like, um, they should already know this story, but I'm going to go ahead and share anyway. Mm-hmm. So after high school, I had, you know, dreams of going to like a four year college, like most people, 
Um, I had just moved to the country um, after about a year. I finished high school and I wanted to go to a four year university. You know, all of my friends in high school were going straight to like University of Maryland, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I kind of wanted to do the same thing. Right. So I applied. I did get into a few schools mm -hmm. and I was actually set on going to Hood College, which is a private school in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, so, you know, my mom and I and, and like my mom friend, we drove up there and, you know, we loved it and everything until we saw the tuition. <laughs> it As was, the story um, goes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about $50,000 a year, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that was just the tuition. And I had to be on campus because, you know, Baltimore, I lived about an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they didn't offer me really a scholarship. So, you know, my mom and I had a conversation and we realized that it was out of the window. So to make a long story short, I ended up going to community college, Montgomery College in Rockville, to be precise. Mm -hmm. And I spent two years over there. And after that, uh, Montgomery College had a partnership with a few four-year universities, right? Mm -hmm. So the way that it works is that you complete your first two years at a community college. And based on the four-year university that you would like to transfer to, you kind of tailor your classes to that university so that most of your credit can transfer mm -hmm. um, and if you do that successfully then you can have a seamless transfer to the four-year university so I did two years at Montgomery College I got my associate's degree in life sciences and then I completed my last two years at the University of Maryland in Baltimore County mm -hmm. UMBC represent and um, <laughs> and I got my bachelor's from there mm -hmm. uh, so as far as like paying for it right that was the second part of your question yeah go right into um, so paying for it, you know, like Montgomery College and most community colleges, I think it's more so like a need-based kind of thing where if you, your, your family and you kind of fall within a certain like tax bracket or like income level, then you can have, you know, uh, your education pretty much paid for mm -hmm. uh, completely. And again, it's community college, so you don't have to board over there. You kind of leave at home. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my situation. You know, uh, it was completely paid for for the first two years and the, the, the program that I mentioned before, you know, like the program between Montgomery College and UMBC um, actually offered a scholarship mm -hmm. to uh, students that maintained a certain GPA and like were able to actually get their associates in two years, mm -hmm. which is why, as you know, you know, every summer we were there taking classes, making sure that, you know, we, we got to get out of here in two mm -hmm. years, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to complete that. My first two years were paid for by, you know, financial aid. And I was able to successfully complete, you know, that uh, transferring kind of initiative, right? So I met the GPA requirement. I forgot what it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after two years, I was able to transfer to UMBC. So, you know, I got a scholarship, uh, the transfer scholarship, which I think was about $5,000. UMBC gave me another, like, academic scholarship based on my grades. Mm -hmm. And that together covered my tuition. And I was like, all right, bet. So now how are we going to leave outside of the house? Because I'm not trying to be at home no more. And I don't drive yet. You know, so I needed something to cover my room and board. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of started looking around and, you know, I was being very inquisitive, just kind of like looking at different things that were offered online and making sure that the websites that I was looking at were legitimate, right? Because there's a lot of false information out there. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to do your due diligence in making sure that you kind of assess those websites thoroughly. Um, so I was able to find um, national and like senatorial and like delegate scholarships, right? Directly mm -hmm. through like, uh, like the Maryland government website, something like that, right? And I was like, this seems a little too good to be true, but I'm going to apply anyway, right? Because it was pretty uh -huh. simple. <laughs> exactly. I was like, the, all they asked for was, 
you know, your financial aid application, which, you know, I already had Mm -hmm. and another essay and like, you know, saying why you deserve, you know, to have the scholarship. So I think I applied. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I applied to, I think, three of those and I ended up getting all three. Right. And the total award for that was $18,000. Okay out of the blues out of nowhere so you okay. know combined with the scholarship that i already gotten from umbc and the transfer scholarship that gave me a full ride to the university of maryland mm-hmm. for those last two years mm-hmm. you know and i had a little bit of money left over actually because of you know that eighteen thousand dollars i think i only needed 15 or 16 to cover mm-hmm. like my tuition and my my room and board and fees and all those things right. and i had a little you know a little 1500 every semester that i was flexing on uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean come on look at me now <laughs> <laughs> right so i think it was a it was a because i think usually when i tell people that i had a full right to undergrad tuition and fees and like room and board people usually assume that it was like a one packet that paid for everything right. but i think really getting into those details to really explain how i was able to essentially piece things together yeah, to make it fit um, for the story so that's so that's kind of how that happened mm-hmm. and and that goes to say like sometimes some scholarships like like the the one transferring straight from mc to umbc are mm-hmm. pretty straightforward you don't have to once you meet a certain criteria you get it but other things like the three mm-hmm. scholarships that you added to you really gotta get on there and be like listen I want money and I want it now and I need exactly. it and I need it free. Like, come on exactly. now. You, know? you really yeah. got to search it. And the opportunities are out there, especially for undergrad. It's, it's mm-hmm. really out there. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. Um, so now onto your master's degree. Mm-hmm. What, let's start with what led you to decide to get a master's degree because as we know, it's not a requirement for medical school. And then mm-hmm. of course, doing the same thing. How did you pay for it? Okay, yeah, of course. So my getting a master's degree was actually not something that I had planned on uh, because, again, you don't really need that to get into medical school. All you need is a bachelor's, right? But as, you know, most people know, and if you don't know, um, you need to take, you know, the medical college admissions test. Mm -hmm. She's called the MCAT Mm -hmm. before you get into medical school. Now, let me tell (laughs) y'all, me and the MCAT are not friends, okay? (laughs) I had to take that test three times before I was able to get a good enough score to get into medical school, right? So essentially, soon after I graduated college, you know, I just, and and just to preface before I get into that, you know, I feel like the reason why I got a master's degree is because I also didn't have, uh, I don't want to say I didn't necessarily have a mentor, but I didn't also have a plan panned out for what does the application process look like? What do I need to get into medical school and how do I get myself ready to kind of begin to enter that space, right? Like and seamlessly go from undergrad to medical school, which is a big step, right? It is a big step. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, for example, didn't know until my senior year in college that I needed to take the MCAT to get into med school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, that already puts me into a gap year because you have to take a while to prepare for it. And the application cycle takes a whole year. Mm. which again i didn't know right with so the application fast- cycle just for the mcat no the application cycle to get into medical school okay. takes a whole year you know right. what i mean okay. so mm-hmm. that's something that i didn't know right so going back to your question um so i took the mcat after i graduated i didn't do it so hot i took it again a few months later i didn't do it so hot and i was like well something's got to give right because i knew my grades were pretty good mm-hmm. and um you know i'd done pretty well in uh community college and at the university of maryland 
but my MCAT wasn't really where I needed it to be, right? And at this point, I'd been working for two years. I was making okay money. I was living at home. I wasn't really paying any bills. So I was like, I'm making all this money, but like, I'm not really where I want to be. So how can I, how can I strengthen my academics, right? So I started looking online into what we call special master's program that are designed specifically to get students ready for medical school, right? So be it your academics that need a boost, you're going to find that in those programs. If you need MCAT preparation, you're going to find that in those programs. And also if you just need structure as to like, what do you need to do to get into medical school? This is what that looks like. You're going to get that guidance from those programs, right? So once I took my second MCAT and I realized that, okay, I'm not doing really well. And I've been out of school for two years now. You know, I need something else to kind of remind these people that academically I'm about it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, the best way for me to do that is to find a program that I can excel at. And at the same time, that can offer me an MCAT preparation course, Mm -hmm. which landed me at Geisinger Commonwealth School of Medicine. They have a master's program. And that's how I went to Geisinger to get my master's in uh, biomedical sciences, right? And essentially, really quickly, the gist of the program, you kind of take higher level undergrad classes. So you retake your genetics, biochem and stuff like that, but then it's more in depth. Mm -hmm. But then you also take some graduate level courses to kind of really show medical school admission committees that you're about it and you can Mm -hmm. handle the coursework that and the rigor of medical school, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of that program, you do a, a six weeks or like eight weeks MCAT prep course that is also kind of funded by the school. And, um, you know, that combined with, you know, the higher level, graduate level work that you just combined mm-hmm. is supposedly, um, it's supposedly, uh, how can I say it, is meant to get you ready to do well on the MCAT and to have a successful medical school application cycle, right? So I did all of that. Uh, but to pay for that, I actually had to take loans for the first time in my life. I had to take loans for my master's program. Trust me. I tried to find scholarships <laughs> for that. Okay. I then I know you're kind. We are, we are made from the same the army just so I could pay for that. Okay. I really tried, but it really didn't make sense to me because the program was only about nine months mm-hmm. and was an expensive program. But I but because I had to take loans for it, I knew that going there, I had to give it my best 100%. Mm-hmm. There was no way I was going to take loans and do a mediocre job at mm-hmm. the school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up taking loans. And, you know, that whole process was new to me because I had never taken loans, right? So I would yeah. go to the financial aid office and be like, what the hell do I do? Who's Salome? How do I do this? You know, <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like, Who's Salome? Like, uh, can I get her coffee? Will that help in this situation? Right. <laughs> So that's, so that process was, there was a lot of like, you know, there was a big learning curve when it came mm-hmm. to like applying for federal loans and things like that and understanding yeah. what that meant when, once I graduated, right? Because there's always the front end, oh, you can get all this money. But then on the back end, yeah. you have like a grace period after you graduate and it's time to pay up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's, that's the story behind my getting a master's, uh, master's degree. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, less than a year, right? Yeah, it was, it was nine months. Yep. Nine months. Okay. Um. So you you got a ma- a loan for that. Did you mm-hmm. stop paying that right after you were done? So I started. I know you paying... have like a six month grace period. Yes. Uh. You do have a six months uh, grace period, but that's only provided that you don't have a job, mm-hmm. right? So I was fortunate enough to actually find a job. So after I graduated from my master's thing, right? I took uh six weeks. So we graduated in May. 
Then I took like six weeks to get ready for the MCAT. Then I took the MCAT in like late July, early August. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the week after I took the MCAT, I had a job lined up in Maryland. So literally, as soon as I graduated, took my MCAT, started working all of that within two months. And then Sally Mae was at my door asking for her money all right <laughs> so i started I making... was like come on you gotta have my money you know what i mean exactly and i started making those payments and i also had to understand you know there's like this whole thing where your payment plan can mm-hmm. be income based right so they can look at you know how much money you're making who yeah. are you supporting who lives in your house and based mm-hmm. off of that they can decide what they think is um fair for you to pay as a monthly payment right so that's also another thing that I had to learn but yeah I unfortunately well I don't want to say unfortunately because I was blessed to have a job you know Mm -hmm. but I had to start making those payments pretty pretty soon after I graduated right um now did you look into federal loans or or was that not the best option for you is that why you went with a private loan like Sally May no um I, I think I, I did take federal loans, but mm-hmm. the pro the program was really, really expensive at Geisinger. Okay. I mm-hmm. think the program itself, like without, because um, I mean, of course, like I didn't work, right? During, mm-hmm. And I think that was another part of the conversation that, you know, we're going to have. But, right. you know, during my master's program, I didn't work at all. So I needed money, not only for the tuition, mm-hmm. but I also needed money to live and to be able right. to like, you know what I mean? Have a roof right. over my head. Yeah. So I think I think I maxed out on like the 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 federal loans. Okay. And then like I had to take a little bit out of like a private mm-hmm. loan just to be able, yeah, because that program, I mean, it's a great program, I think, in retrospect, but I don't think I would recommend it to anyone else, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Just because of the cost of it. Yeah, the cost of it, and then also some of the logistics, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that are, you know, like promised to graduates of the master's program that weren't necessarily like obtained once mm-hmm. we graduated you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so I think I do think that there are better programs out there that could do what the school wanted to do but like just like do it better mm-hmm. and be more transparent about it which is a big thing right right okay so I'm gonna sort of bring the wheels back a little bit did you mm-hmm. work in undergrad or no uh undergrad my sophomore year when I was at uh, the community college, I think my last semester, I worked at like a fast food place just because like all my siblings worked and I was like, why can't I work? You know what I mean? So I worked. And so that was cool. And that's, then when that's I- like the first world problem. Like, why are you working? I mean, I'm pressure, you know. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, actually, when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, the story that my mom tells me is that because I started school when I was two years old, which I guess oh, is early. Yeah. So is- I guess the story that my mom told me is that when I was younger, all of my siblings would leave the house and go to school. And I was like, why can't I go to school? Like, Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I go with you? So when I was two, I started. So I guess it's a theme in my life, I suppose. Clearly, you're like, my siblings are doing Come on, I can do it. Especially if you're the youngest one, you're usually like exactly. the last one doing something. And you're like, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Don't leave me behind. Come on Don't now. leave me behind now. Um, yeah, so that was that. And then when I transferred to UMBC, I, I worked, but it was more so like in an academic setting uh-huh. which is another thing that I want to talk about like if you want to go to med school dental school PA school or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you know if you can find because I mean I know that all those you know like professions really ask for a lot of things that are mm-hmm. usually hard to attain right yeah. so I think if you want to if you want to get a job 
if you need to get a job, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would be better if you can get a job that kind of checks a box on your application, right? Mm-hmm. So if you need to work fast food, then work fast food. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You get your money, right. you do what you got to do, right. you know. But then if you can get a job that also maybe checks um, leadership on your application or checks, mm-hmm. you know, like clinical community hours, service, clinical yeah. hours, something. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that you also did, right? Yeah. So yeah. when I was in undergrad, I worked at the, the I was a tutor. I was a physics mm-hmm. TA. And I also worked as a writing tutor at my school, right? And I knew that, you know, I was getting some money out of it. And also I could use those like two years as like leadership experience and then like showing my academic progress or whatever. Right. Um, so that's what I did. And like I said before, do my master's. I try to work, but them grades weren't looking up. You know what I'm saying? No, it's tough. It's really tough. I hear it's, it's very me, tough. I when I first started PA school, like, oh, I can do it. And I was like, listen, I can try to hustle this like few dollars on the side and pull my PA career in jeopardy. I can just mm-hmm. get it done and pay this money off, you know? Exactly. Um, so sometimes you really do got to make those tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for us, like non, <laughs> like empty <anti> loan <laughs> Listen. Because <laughs> like when you're talking, I'm like, oh my god! Like you remember me being like, I had to take loans. Like and people are like, what's wrong with that? I'm like, it's my first time, and it's so I much know. money. <laughs> it's so much money. I even tried when I was uh when I first went to uh PA for my masters. Mm-hmm. Um, I I even had a friend that used to like donate plasma regularly because they would pay you to do that, right? And till this day, you know, he still does that on top of his job, you know. And, you know, it got to a point where I was like, hmm, I got plasma. I can do the plasma, you know what I'm saying? But sitting here making me no money. Exactly. So I was just like, you know what I mean? But then, like, I don't think I could, like, stand, you know, kind of, like, being poked every so often, you know, just to make money. I was like, it's all good. Yeah. But But like you said, those decisions and, like, those things have to be considered. You really have to, like balance out which is more important right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and i think even even if you don't end up doing it just have just thinking about something like that like okay mm-hmm. i have some level of option and not every option is for everyone right exactly and who donates plaza it makes sense for him and he makes mm-hmm. that decision for you it doesn't uh, even for me i was thinking like i was going to stream like okay maybe i can donate these eggs like <laughs> well, well let's think about it let's think about it Listen, food for thought. I mean, I'm still in medical school. I mean, I got some things I can donate, okay? Listen, these eggs are here, then give me nothing. <laughs> Every month I'm getting, I'm losing them. Like, I might as well. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> oh, but I legit thought about it. I was like, you know, if I donate all of them in the future, I won't be nothing just enough. Life is good. <laughs> But it's serious, like it is. Those, those things really get you thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, so we talked about the masters. Now mm-hmm. on to the last stage where you are right now. How yes. did you get into um, where you are in terms of? Because right now I understand you're not paying for medical school for mm-hmm. two years down, right? Mm-hmm. Two months. Ago. Um, how did that process go in you getting where you are without paying for medical school? Yes, awesome. Um, so, you know, after my master's, I took a gap year, mm-hmm. you know, um, to apply for medical school, right? <clears throat> like I mentioned before, it takes about a whole year to go through the application cycle and like 
get invited to interview and interview and then wait for a response. So I took that year I was working and, you know, thankfully I, I had, a, I had options, right. To say the least, you know, thank to God, I had a few options, a few schools that, you know, were interested in me. And, uh, and I was, I was so blessed to be in a position where I started, you know, um, <clears throat> stratifying the schools that I wanted to go to based on the financial package that they, they had given me, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not something that I had ever dreamed of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even when people ask me, oh, what's your dream school? I was never comfortable saying a dream school because I was like, whatever school takes me in, I'm going to yep. go to med school because I just yep. want to be a doctor, <laughs> you know? But then I was yeah. so blessed to have the option to be like, okay, I got into all these schools, but let's talk about what are y'all putting in my pocket type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and I think, and I think, to be completely honest, I do attribute that to my performance in the master's program and on the MCAT, right? So I was able to do well on the master's program, do relatively well on the MCAT, where, you know, and as a minority, right, as a Black man, as an immigrant, mm-hmm. at that, you know, like a mm-hmm. lot of schools were interested mm-hmm. in, in, my, in my, uh, my applications to their medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, had, I was actually set to uh, go to a school in... Uh, in Philadelphia, PCOM, which is an osteopathic medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, I you talking about that. Yeah. Exactly. So I was really set in going there, you know, out of all my options. At that point, they had given me the most money. Mm-hmm. It was in Philly, which is a good city, you know, because I mean, I feel like at heart, I'm a city boy. So you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, Oh, I know, mister. I don't, I don't want, like, <laughs> excuse me. It's beneath me. You're not going to put my business out here. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, I, I'm going to be in the city. They gave me money and, you know, the whole like, and I'm sure you've had a, you, you know, you've had an episode about it. And if not, I'm, that's something that would be good for your listen, your audience, mm-hmm. osteopathic versus allopathic medical school. Yes, right? I'm going to get into that. Um, and that's going to be like season two or three of this episode. But yeah, you're okay. definitely going to come back for sure. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know right now. Okay. Into medical school. But yes, go ahead. So I'm not going to spoil it right now. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that, you know, I was set on going to a school in Philly because they had given mm-hmm. me uh, the most money Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't like you know a a full scholarship right it wasn't it was like half tuition right so i had to take loans for the other half of tuition and for my living expenses right Mm -hmm. but of course at that point that was the best thing we had so you know my family and i were rejoicing blah 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 so then you know afterwards you know the school where i got my master's geisinger you know they accepted me um a little bit later in the cycle they accepted me and at that point i was still set in going to the other school in Philly because I was like, yes, y'all took me in, but where the money at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where the money For at? Real. For real, yeah. <laughs> you know, so a couple of a couple of days after my acceptance, you know, uh, the director of admission at my of admissions at my school emailed me and she was like, hey Frank, you know, we have this new program that we are kind of like piloting, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we we want to see, you know, if you'd be interested in applying. This is what it's about. This is a brochure. And to kind of give a quick rundown, uh, the program is called uh, the Abigail, Abigail Geisinger Scholars Program. Okay. And essentially, it, uh, it's a program that allows uh, medical students to go to school tuition free mm-hmm. and to receive a monthly stipend of $2,000 every month. Even mm-hmm. when school is out, winter, summer, it doesn't really matter. You get it every single month on the same day. Okay. It never misses. Um, so you do get your tuition paid for, you do get a stipend. And if you live in Scranton, which is where the school is, $2,000, you can leave off of that and be okay. Because, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a very populated area. Um, 
And in return, but it's what we call a service scholarship, right? So in return, you have to practice within the Geisinger system mm -hmm. for the amount of time that they pay your school for, right? And you have to practice within certain realms, right? So the, 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 the premise of the scholarship is that they wanted to replenish the amount of primary care doctors in the area, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that they realized is that you know, with the medical school, students would come to the school, they get trained, they get their uh, MD, and then they just leave and never return. So they wanted to create a system to help retain uh, physicians in the population and to help take care of that population, right? Mm -hmm. So those are like kind of like a quick rundown of the premises of the scholarship, right? So I was like, I didn't even read all of that. I said, full scholarship to med school <laughs> and a stipend, I'm applying, okay? <laughs> like, say less, I'm down. Say less, okay? <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. You know, I applied and it was like such a quick turnaround, like literally within two days. I think the 13, May 13, which is a day before my birthday, uh -huh. I received the email that I got in the full scholarship to med school. And I was like, full scholarship and a stipend I mean shit you can't tell like me God nothing. is good oh well he do God it. is good God is good and you know and if you can't tell already by the theme of what I'm saying I go where the money's at okay like that's my thing like if I if I find a way to not be able to pay for something that's where I'm gonna go as long as it makes sense right within certain parameters right, right? so I was like okay school for free check Geisinger, I already know how it works. I was already there. I did okay. I already have a system, a little bit of a village. My friends are still there. Mm -hmm. the, the faculty already know me. So check. So I'm not going to have that kind of like culture shock of like going to a new place and like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, even before this thing, you know, my heart was already set in primary care, right? Mm -hmm. I already knew that, you know, I wanted to do something in primary care. Mm -hmm. just because of what originally drove me into medicine mm -hmm. you know so I was like y'all are paying me and you want me to do something that I already want to do mm -hmm. oh bet <laughs> bet <laughs> you know uh -huh. so so that's how that happened it was just like such I don't know if I can say a coincidence or a blessing but the way that everything just worked out was just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it, it, till this day i'm still speechless you know like it, like sometimes i take it for granted but then like moments like these where i have to talk about the whole process it really makes me really grateful mm -hmm. for for the whole thing yeah. um so like you said you know i am uh, uh a year and a half down not two years mm -hmm. a year and a half i still have yeah. half semester of the second year mm -hmm. um but you know uh so, so so that's where i'm at you know um so so far you know the the scholarship is interested in people that want to do you know, primary care, internal medicine, med peds, psychiatry also. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I still do have options within those fields to find something that I believe is going to be satisfying, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, that's the gist of the program. And that's how I'm not paying for medical school. That's amazing. Um, mm. and, and that's a lot of, um, a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. A lot of looking and just being like, listen, <laughs> I want to pay for it if, unless I have to, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I really wanted to have you here because medical school and uh, PA school or nursing school or 
anything that's like above a bachelor's degree is very hard to find mm-hmm. uh, scholarships or, mm-hmm. or full, full right so it's mm-hmm. amazing that you had that um mm-hmm. and even hearing about that for those who are you know now getting into that space and thinking about getting into that space who have the mindset of listen I want to get the education. I want to be able to put on my white coat and treat patients, period. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care for going to Yale or Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, because I've had situations and I've met with people and heard of people who have a full ride to one school, but decided the school is less than because they want to go to this Ivy League school that they mm-hmm. have headset on since they were child or whatever. And I'm like, so you're going to give up free money to go pay probably double of that mm-hmm. just for the name of the school yeah that's... that's giving you free money is very crappy mm-hmm. like, and on it and and even even they're not even if they're not like top five or top ten or whatever nine times out of ten anything that's above bachelor's degree and even bachelor's degree but definitely anything above bachelor's degree you are doing your own learning like exactly. you're getting guidance from the school and the curriculum and things like that but at the end 100%. of the day you're doing your own learning you're mm-hmm. learning, you're deciding how you want to learn and, and, mm-hmm. and you know so what you get what you give exactly unless a world institution you're in mm-hmm. you know um, and, so, and and just to add a little bit to that like yeah. i'm a big proponent of like yes i guess like like we're not gonna sit here and say that oh it doesn't matter someone who went to harvard like if if i'm applying to residency right mm-hmm. or if you're applying for a job and someone mm-hmm. who went to laverne like you and then versus someone who went to like harvard school of physician assistant mm-hmm. we're not pretending that you guys are like looked at the same because you're not and that's just right. society we live in right? Right. right but you know i'm a big i'm a big advocate of like your performance determines mm-hmm. what you get out of an institution right yes. like like you said unless this is like ranked like the worst school in the world or in america and everybody knows that if you go to that school you're doomed mm-hmm. unless it's one of those things i don't really think that it matters where you go to school right if the school has been accredited right it means that it's gone through the rigorous standards that the board of education believes makes the school what it needs to do and that it will graduate students that are performing professional and competent right Mm -hmm. so if you go to whatever school and you do your best you're gonna shine right Mm -hmm. if you go to the job market against someone against someone from harvard yes they have a little bit of a leg up because of the legacy of their school Mm -hmm. but then a lot of the times it comes down to like your your clinical Mm -hmm. acumen your skills your extracurricular and you can do extracurricular wherever you are right Mm -hmm. and things like that you can learn clinical skills from wherever you are right Mm -hmm. so i think it's very important what you say that you know some people who pass up free money to go to like procedure schools where they take loans that's not something i understand and i would never recommend that to anybody ever yeah 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 and it's and honestly for somebody who is just recently been through the job market Mm-hmm. as a healthcare professional mm-hmm. that is that is one of the main reason why folks like our parents who are you know immigrant mm-hmm. uh, um, parents push us to become things like healthcare professionals because mm-hmm. the jobs are there mm-hmm. when are you gonna not need a doctor when are you exactly. gonna not need a nurse like right people are getting sick left and mm-hmm. right like you know mm-hmm. what i mean I don't care who, what community you're in. Somebody is sick, you know, mm-hmm. and you need people. Like the primary, the rate of primary care providers in America is decreasing and decreasing. And so, in case in point, why we have you know advanced level providers like PAs and NPs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
to, to really not worry about, oh, will I get a job? I was, I was worried about that, especially with my story of like not passing my test until the fourth time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if, even if I can get a, like a, a lot of job options <laughs> after like a year of graduating and failing my test three times, okay, and going to like a school that nobody even knew had mm. a school, Mm-hmm. you can you can right because <laughs> your school was also because i remember when we had that conversation when you had you were applying and you had gotten in your school was also going through the accreditation process as you weren't you like the first graduate oh class? yeah yeah exactly. i was the first, one of the first graduate right i remember that <laughs> i remember so, that i'm like, like to this day like even the the urgent care that i ended up accepting my uh full-time position to mm-hmm. he was like oh Laverne has a PS school and I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot because it's so new. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you really do. Like, ask any mm-hmm. PS school, I've been like, oh yeah, we have, you know, and you have to give them a quick education. It's a new program. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm the first cohort. But mm-hmm. if that, like, think about all the different things that are not shiny about my presentation, you mm-hmm. know, and and I was getting calls and turning mm-hmm. things down and turning interviews down. Exactly. And, and also at the end of the day, once all of that gets you through and you get to the interview, it's about your personality. Are you are you ready? Hello. Do they believe that you are going to be a good healthcare professional? Do you do present yourself professionally? Hello. And you know what I mean? So your resume can say a whole lot of things, but if you walk in there and they're like, mm, we don't want them representing mm-hmm. us as a clinic, they're not gonna hire mm-hmm. you. could be yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and to that point, like you know, like that that goes back to the whole like where you go to school type of thing, right? Because you could have someone go to school at Harvard. And I think that's a stereotype that sometimes people have of those like higher institutions. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to school at like a Harvard, Johns Hopkins, Yale or whatever, mm-hmm. and be like an excellent student. But how are you as a medical provider? How are you as a clinician, right? How mm-hmm. many times have we seen those gifted students, gifted people that just excel in school, but then you put them in a room with a thermometer to take the temperature of a kid and they freeze up you know Mm -hmm. who wants that right Mm -hmm. so like you Mm -hmm. said it's about like yes we all start off with the baseline of like okay we all here have a you know a a physician assistant degree we all here have a nursing degree we all here have a medical degree Mm -hmm. that's the baseline what on top of that do you provide you know what i'm saying so yeah exactly um and no this this is i have a couple other questions but i'm i, I think this really sums up what i wanted to get to today mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm gonna leave the other questions for next time you come in okay um, for our dive into medical school and osteopathic and all of those things of course uh, thank you so much uh for joining frank i really appreciate it i hope you've enjoyed your trip so far i uh, have thanks to you well. I mean, I'm in Cali, so I know you enjoyed it. You got to see me. You know, that's the best part of the whole trip. <laughs> I won't deny that. Um, but thank you so much. I, I know you're heading back out tomorrow. So have mm-hmm. a safe trip. Let me know when you get there. and Safe and sound. And say hello to your family for me. Will do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, uh, while I have you here, you know, yes. um, I think it's important to, you know, give our friends flowers when they deserve them. And you're very deserving of all the flowers that I'm about to throw your way. You know, I think I think you're doing a great job, you know, with this podcast, trying to shine a light, you know, on like different things that are out there for different people and different Mm -hmm. venues and avenues that can be taken. Right. Mm -hmm. Because usually when people think medicine, we think doctor, nurse or dentist or pharmacist and stuff like that, where Mm -hmm. there's like 
a thousand things in between. There's like an array of things that you can do, right? Mm -hmm. So so I just want to say, you know, thank you for the time that you put in into this podcast. Thank you for the energy and like, you know, the education that you give, right? Because, you know, just because we went through some somewhat of like a non-traditional path to get where we are, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that, you know, other people after us have to make the same mistakes, right? Right, so so if you think about it, you're, you're putting yourself out there as like a mentor. You're putting mm -hmm. yourself out there as like, you know, a source of information, a boulevard of health, which again, no pun intended. <laughs> I <laughs> appreciate you know, it. <laughs> no, but you know, I just want to say, you know, congrats on that. Congrats on everything that's going on in your life personally that, you know, I'm privy, you know, and blessed to know you personally. And I was telling Anna the other day that you are actually one of my longest friends in the United States. You know what I'm saying? And it's insane. I've known you forever. Well, as crazy as I am, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I think it says something about me. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know, you're doing a fantastic job. You know, you're an amazing person to know. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very proud of you. You know, you, you are a full PA. You know, you, you, know you, you rose against your challenges. You, you, you didn't give up. You know, you had hope. You had faith. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it paid at the end. You know, you know, if I don't tell you enough, I'm proud of you. I love you very much. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Oh, Don't get weird on me. <laughs> Don't get emotional. <laughs> make my head as big as yours. And you know that's impossible. You know that's impossible. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> But, oh, no, I, I really appreciate that. I, I, I love having people like yourself in my circle. Keeps mm. me pushing. Um, and I love it when we can work together like this and try to make the next generation of clueless immigrants try to make that. <laughs> <laughs> and I do mean clueless immigrants. I do mean that. Not clueless immigrants. <laughs> try to make this journey a little easier. How about that? Amen to that, because listen, we went through it, okay? <laughs> we did, we did, we did, and and that all led to this. So we are we are thankful for for what we have and what we are going to have, and mm -hmm. hopefully, what we are doing will sort of inspire other people and make their journey a little easier. That's the goal. Um, but again, if y'all need, if if you're listening to this and you want any guidance about your career choice and anything, feel free to reach out. If anybody I've interviewed you're like I want to get to know them and you know more about their story and have them mentor me let me know and I may get you in, in touch with them if they're open to it um other than that happy holidays guys enjoy happy your holidays delicious, you know holiday stuff again I won't be back here till maybe February. and I guess right so happy new year to all your listeners right I know right I know it's mm -hmm. been a, almost a year now, so it's so crazy. So, so, so then let me let me kind of take over your podcast a little Please, bit. Please go ahead. I told <laughs> y'all, y'all. He, I call him Big Head for a reason. Okay, go ahead, take over, sir. Take over, <laughs> Doctor Money. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Let's let's flip the switch a little bit, right? So, uh -huh. being that you've been doing this for a long time, and you know uh -huh. we're kind of wrapping up, and you know me being you know the last guest of the year, you know. Mm -hmm. Not throwing my, my own flowers, but whatever. Oh, are you sure but, you're not? <laughs> but, you know, just me being the last guest of the year, you know, like, what is your takeaway of, you know, your journey so far with this podcast, right? And, and what's one thing that you're looking forward to as uh, we embark on 2022? Um, so I've, I've, honestly, my favorite part about this is getting to meet 
and not necessarily me because it's some half of the people like I maybe not have but some of the people are people like you who are already in my circle mm-hmm. um, so getting to get yeah. into those people that I already know story about how they get to where they are and there's always something new that I learn right and, and on top of that getting to meet new people mm-hmm. uh, and connecting with them and that really gets me out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I'm gen- I- I'm social for the folk that I've already built a network with. Right. Outside of that, I'm like, listen, no. <laughs> you know? That's fair. I can attest to that. <laughs> I'm like, no. So uh, it's really gotten me out of my, my comfort zone. And really the feedback that I've gotten from the, the listeners and not necessarily the listeners, but I'm working on that. Uh, the mm-hmm. people I interview, the mm-hmm. who hear the podcast, who tell me in person uh, or, or what have you has really helped me in just mm-hmm. keep going because when mm-hmm. i started this I, I i really wanted to have it's been on my heart for quite some time it's like mm-hmm. ever since nursing didn't work out and i went into pa school that whole mm-hmm. journey had led me to a point where i'm like there's a lot of more opportunities out there than mm-hmm. a lot of people know about and i really mm-hmm. want to, be able to shine some light on that of course um so even just studying this, this was like mm-hmm. the first thing I did after I graduated PA school. Like, okay, I'm finally done with PA school. Let me like do something that I've really just been in That's my been heart. That's been on my heart, right. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I'm, I, I've enjoyed it, producing okay. and, 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 uh, and creating. One thing I look forward to for the new uh-huh. year is sort of like doing better at getting in front of people because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not out there as much as I should be in terms of just people knowing about the podcast mm-hmm. um and part of that is just because i spent this whole year <laughs> trying to pass my certification <laughs> <laughs> but amen you've done it <laughs> so now that that's out of the uh, you know off my chest and i can finally leave the regular i'm working life and anything outside of work whatever mm-hmm. time outside of work is my time to do with mm-hmm. what i want then i can better dedicate that time and be like okay it's just work, you know. I go right. and give my hundred and ten percent, and I come out, and mm-hmm. I can focus more on my podcast, focus more on my love life, focus more, mm-hmm. on, you know, creating and IG, whatever I want to do, just for fun. That's outside mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've just spent my whole life in school. <laughs> Listen, and that's I know a you know whole nother topic for a whole nother episode for a whole nother season. Okay, <laughs> for real, for real. Um. Okay, no, so that's so that's good. Yeah, that's good. So, so one other thing, right? So, like, what would you say to like a young listener that's also, you know, kind of going through not necessarily, you know, like the healthcare field, right? Mm Because I feel like sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, health, 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 but then there's some other things, you know what I mean? There's like engineering, lawyer, you know, Mm -hmm. literature, whatever. So, what would you say about what advice would you give, you know, uh, a younger person that's in their specific field? Mm-hmm. about you know wanting to create like a podcast or like starting something like that that they're not necessarily because I mean like this was also like something that I'm assuming you had to do a lot of trial and error with and mm-hmm. you know I, you've done a lot of things but then I feel like this was like a first mm-hmm. in so many kind of like accounts right? right so like what would you tell like a person that's also trying to take that leap of faith into whatever it may be it doesn't even need to be a podcast I would say get started don't spend too much time overthinking it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start it. And likely the first few months will be try and error. They're not, if you look back at the first few months of your production or whatever mm-hmm. it is, in, mm-hmm. in, in like two or three years after you started, 
it's gonna mm-hmm. look like crap like that's right just, it doesn't matter what it is you're doing like whether Facts. you're drawing or in anatomy class or whatever it's like it's just the first few months at the very least or just let me figure this out mm-hmm. and there is no way to get past that you you just gotta get through it you can't mm-hmm. you can't uh, avoid the the learning steps and the stumbling and the you know what i mm-hmm. mean you remember mm-hmm. the first time you try to listen to a horn and you're like i hear the long end of the horn like how am i supposed to listen <laughs> Till today, okay. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Stop breathing so I can listen to your heart. <laughs> like, wait, you want to kill the patient? Wait, no, I don't. Let's think about this again. <laughs> so, like, so I said, take one question. You're like popping the thing. You're like, I'm supposed to hear something. What am I hearing? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I am so glad for those automatic cuffs that tell you the blood pressure because for the life of me, <laughs> I'll be pumping that thing past two forty. <laughs> getting there to where you want to be and where you envision mm-hmm. yourself without going through the try and error right so that's really everything good advice go start it and find your support group and what and that that's not necessarily like oh a whole group or anything but mm-hmm. talk to your family or friends talk to people who you think will benefit from this mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. what their reactions are not necessarily mm-hmm. that you do that before you start do that before mm-hmm. you stop it also while you're doing it like i mm-hmm. always like to talk tell people what what my podcast is about and just see their feedback you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah just get started and if you find somebody who's already doing it like and that you who was doing something similar in a different vein feel mm-hmm. free to reach out to them um mm-hmm. i've learned that a lot of time people are open to guiding and mm-hmm. you know people are open people are more open to mentoring and guiding than we think they are than we think hundred mm-hmm. 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 percent and i think with the new age of like social media it's so much easier to just like reach out you know yes yes and i think you really just gotta get over that fear and that awkwardness of oh i'm asking them something and if mm-hmm. you have a personality like i do i'm very and, and my husband always gets on my case with this because i'm always like i don't want to bother them mm-hmm. like, you know like somebody will offer me something and i will automatically say no because i've <laughs> You know, you remember on this weekend, you know. Listen, you know? I ain't going to put your business out there, but okay. You know, so it's like, it's it's like, you really just, it, it, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You have to. The only way to. to do it is just one step at a time. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to climb Mount Rush with like, in like five minutes. You're going to right. one step at a time mm-hmm. and try not to fall. Okay. Yeah. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's, I think that's great advice. So, so thank you. I think we can all learn something from that. Right. Cause I, mm-hmm. like I said, it doesn't matter where you are. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you're doing. We all have like projects and we all have like little things that we have, like our hearts set mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. but there's always that little nugget. That's like, Oh, you know, just do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do it, mm-hmm. see what happens, and you yeah. go from there. And what so I it. find is that a lot mm-hmm. of time when we are bringing, we are trying to convince ourselves not to do it, we are mm-hmm. doing a disservice. And it's, it may sound cliche, it may sound big, like I'm being big or whatever, but whatever it is you're thinking of putting out there and providing as a service or whatever, mm-hmm. there's somebody out there who needs it. Who needs and it, yep. The longer time you take getting that thing started, 
Mm -hmm. you're sort of taking doing a disservice to those people who need that service right mm -hmm. so it's not just about you it's about the people you're trying to serve um so right and I, and I and I think also not to interrupt but I think mm -hmm. also like not everything that you try is going to work right <laughs> I think we need to also be like kind of like frank about that like not yeah. everything that you try is going to work mm -hmm. but how do you find out whether or not it's going to work is by actually doing it if you exactly. never do it, you never know if it's going to be good or bad. There's exactly. literally only one way to find out. It's to just yeah. like jump the gun, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And and you may try five different things before you really get to where you Facts. want to be to start with. But mm -hmm. if you take forever to start those first four things, that's every that's longer time you're going to take to get to the fifth thing. That's really the golden product. And I know those failures can be like a heartbreak. But like everything else, and we've heard it over and over again, and it's very true. <laughs> I'm just putting out that it's very true. It's just easier to say than done, and that is just get up and try again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, get up and try again. Um, and use use your resources. Use your resources. Mm -hmm. People are out there willing and ready to help you. You just gotta yep. get to the right place. Amen to that. Ah, that was beautiful. Thank you. You. <laughs> You made this longer than I was going to be. I really enjoyed it. I knew we were going to be here a while. Yeah, I had an idea. <laughs> I had an idea, but I am not mad about it. It's my last episode of the of the year. Um, mm -hmm. It's been an, a great, a great and amazing time being behind the camera, mm. uh, uh, behind the scene and on the mic and things like that. I really do. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate all my, uh, uh, in, you know, uh, guests who have been here and taken their time to, because I don't pay nobody nothing. I don't even got money. Oh, <laughs> 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 no. I, you know, I've been trying to get money this whole time. So I ain't got no money. Um, but no, I really do appreciate people who are passionate about letting people learn about their profession and that's why they come on here like yourself mm -hmm. letting people um using their journey as an example so people can learn from it and that right. is the best way i i can do what i intend to do and right mm -hmm. and I, and I really can do it by myself so i really do appreciate you um, thank you to everybody else frank i gotta yes. go <laughs> we, we got we gotta do this we gotta do this All um, right. Let's um, it up. I know. I feel like it will have been like three hours if we hadn't just seen each other like <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but yes, 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 yeah. Thank you so much again. Um, no enjoy the rest of your break. Mm -hmm. I know you Thank will. You. I know you will. So enjoy it. And like I said, say hello to people on the East Coast for me. <laughs> we'll do. Let me know when the episode comes out. Let me know so I can share, so I can listen, so I can cringe at the sound of my voice. Just let me know, okay? Listen, I've been doing this for like a few months now. How do you think I feel, okay? <laughs> Talk about getting out of your comfort zone. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to just go anywhere. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Isabel. All right, my dear. You have a good evening. <laughs> All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you. Please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And uh, stay blessed. Bye.